such a tremendous looking trophy. One Platinum Explosion, number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. My name's Dylan Blight. Joining me, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. Excited to be here to talk about all that Japanese craziness. That's 100% right. Everything in this episode. Yes. Everything in this episode is, in fact, uh, from TGS, <laughs> apart from one little tidbit. So this is the official TGS uh, crazy episode. Now, by TGS crazy episode, we pretty much mean... Uh, the we tri- skimmed the headlines. The, There's the some tri- stuff. Yeah, the AAA <laughs> stuff. I'm sure there was some, like, hidden indie hidden gems, gems yeah. uh, at the show and these sorts of things, uh, which, A, wasn't at the show, obviously, and then also, B... Um, I, whatever sites were covering the hidden indie gems were probably being written, um, in Japanese and I, (laughs) not written up by IGN or something where, you know, like IGN and what the big outlets are just covering the big stuff. So what do they expect us to do? Hit Google translate? Crazy. I mean, you got to, you got to point me to the websites first. I'm saying, I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure there'll be some outlets out there that are like smaller outlets that were probably covering other stuff, but yeah. Um, there was some stuff happening though, so that's what uh, the majority of this episode will be out, of course. Uh, in the trophy cabinet, bronze trophy. Yakuza 7, it's been crazy. I could nearly just say everything's been crazy, because, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck it, I'll try it. A silver trophy, Last of Us 2's been crazy. A gold trophy, Death Stranding's been crazy. Who'd have thunk it? Uh, we, yeah, <laughs> and we hit a platinum with Final Fantasy 7 remake. Been crazy. How would you describe it? <laughs> been crazy. <laughs> Uh, so let's just jump into the non-TGS thing first here. So um, Jeff Keeley tweeted out on Twitter, and here we go. See you later this month at Naughty Dog, at Neil Druckmann. And it was a picture of The Last of Us Part 2 media event. Says it's happening uh, American time, 24th of 9th uh, in Los Angeles, California. So some sort of invite he got sent. Obviously, I, I remember w- when I saw this as well, I was like, is he allowed to tweet this out? Is Jeff Keighley just like, I'm above all things? Like, mm, Yeah, it was, he's Jeff Keighley. He's allowed to do what he wants. Yeah, because did you did you see anyone else like tweet out their pictures of this? Because, you, you know, other people in the media would have got it. But was anyone else following up with their own screenshots? Or being... maybe he's like hosting it or something. I don't know. Mm, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe that could be a possibility. But yeah, so we, um, we don't know anything at the moment, of course, apart from the fact that... There's presumably going it's to happening. be. It's happening. Some last of us thing is happening. Whether or not the event will be uh, streamed, broadcast, uh, put up late on YouTube, will simply be a trailer drop, a gameplay uh, demo drop. Will will that gameplay be what we saw at uh, what, what people saw at the GameStop uh, Stop. managers meeting thing that we talked about a couple week, weeks ago? What all of it will be? But I would guess that this is probably. It has to be release date time. I swear to God, if they don't fucking put the release date, or at least the release window, that's all I want, right? If you're not going to put an official date and you don't want to lock it down to that, you know, small of a a section of time, fair enough. But for the love of God, can we at least have some sort of range? Can I at least know, oh, it's probably coming out, like, is it coming out at start of year that has been long rumoured, you know, that February date or whatever? Like, Mm. Even before what's his fuck got on his whole thing, it was a whole rumor because of Jason Shrine and stuff. Um, so can I at least know if it's coming at start of next year or if they put it in whatever the American season is closer? What will they have at the end of the summer section? I guess like summer would be closer to or spring or something like that. I guess like towards the end of America so, next year. Yeah, winter's the end of this year over there. Yes. So, so if, yeah, spring. 
Yeah, so spring or something like that. So if they start saying like something like that, then you're like, oh, so it's going to be closer to a um, PS5 launch title at that stage. You know what I mean? So if, if, if they put some sort of section of time on it, we can start kind of guesstimating what's happening. Because if they announce it's coming, you know, winter or early next year, you're like, cool, no worries. It's probably around that February date. If they announce it's coming later next year, it'll be like, oh, like if it's, Gonna come out a month before the PS5, like that's a bit weird, but okay. So we can start speculating on, mm. on things there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited nonetheless, of course. So, uh, and another weird thing that's gonna be happening is because this is happening, the event's gonna be happening. Uh, like I, I don't know time wise, it might work out like next Tuesday our, our time next Tuesday night or something like that, or like Wednesday early morning. You know what I mean? Which yeah, is so probably always, Wednesday early morning. Wednesday early morning, which is, of course, going to make it really awkward for this show. <laughs> as, oh, what a surprise. As per always. Um, so, yeah, it's like, I don't know. We'll have to see what we do about it then. Maybe I'll just come I'd back. i be interested also because it's so just before Outbreak Day, which is like the big, mm. the celebration of when the outbreak started in Last of Us. I guess not celebration, but. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a day. Yeah. I think probably what they're going to do is going to be like gameplay demos and that kind of thing at the media event. On Outbreak Day, they'll show the proper trailer or whatever, release date, and pre-orders will be open. That's my guess. Well, when's we'll Outbreak, uh, Outbreak Day? Like what, a couple of days Ellie later? LA Collector's Edition. Well, probably, yeah. Uh, when's Outbreak Day? Like a couple of days later, isn't the it? The 26th. Like, yeah, yeah, so literally a couple so days, days later. later. Well, then they could just do a whole couple of days of non-stop coverage. Yeah. All right. So, well, you can announce everything and then pre-orders open. Yeah, a couple days later. So it's it's kind of like when Star Wars drops, uh, like when they do the next trailer or something, which will presumably be on like Good Morning America or some shit like that in October or something. It'll be like when yeah. they do that and then the trailer will drop and they'll announce that tickets for sales. They always do this. Tickets for sales go live like two days later or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess it's, it's a similar situation to that. Uh, and then also following up on this, uh, the six axis wrote this. It says, although Sony, blah, 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 uh, they, they cover how the last of us media event will be taking place on September 24th in Los Angeles, blah, 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 blah. And it says, which brings us to last news, which comes from respected analyst at Nico Partners and rather witty chap on Twitter, Daniel Ahmed, uh, responding to a post on Reset Era about last of us part two event. He simply states, quote, this isn't the only Sony event that week. So um, w- w- here's the thing R- rumors. As always, I tend not to try to, you know, try to steer clear of them unless you, I, I think there's a, a, a bit of truth yeah. to it. The person saying this is someone I would trust to have, uh, that has been right about things in the past and isn't, you know, so, you know, someone I put a bit of faith in for getting their, their rumors and speculation, these sorts of things, right? So if Sony's doing more than one event next week, what is another event they could announce out of uh, left field that would actually work. Some people I've seen in the comment section and stuff being like, PS5 release. It's not that. It's not going to be a fucking PS5 Don't be crazy. release. You know what it probably will be, if anything, is just another state of play. Yeah. That's the, the most likely of answers is if they're going to do another event with only a couple days notice. And look, let's pause this once again. Yeah. Because every time they do one of these state of plays, they always fucking announce them at like 11 p.m. on like a Monday night or something, you yeah. know? So first thing of Monday morning in the U.S. Yes. So 
if they're gonna do it, it means next week. Let's say we 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 record this. Do we need to do? I've got it. I'm editing it. Maybe I'm uploading it by this time or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that last of us thing's happening in like 24 hours. And then they sign you a post like, oh, Anastasia play is happening like the day after that or like on the Friday or or something like that. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I kind of like this idea because it means, you know how everyone complains about the state of play? Oh, you know, where's the last of us? Every single one, people are like, where's the last of us? They, they're yeah. looking for the release date. They're looking for the last of us thing. If they get last of us out of the way in its own thing, you know, own event, then people watching the state of play can't can shut the fuck up, basically. Because it would it, <laughs> it would be a good time for state of play because we have concrete a we have concrete genie coming up in just a couple weeks. So and that is a game, although not obviously AAA big massive as uh, Death Stranding. It is one of Sony's mm. uh, first party IP new IP releases, right? Smaller game, sure, whatever. But it is one of their exclusive games coming out um, this year. And that's coming out in a couple of weeks. And it's a game that I guess the majority of people still probably don't know of or care about or anything like that. Um, so I think that a state of play to show off that game and some other things, of course, but I think a state of play to primarily show off Concrete Genie at this stage would be something that makes sense. So that's what I would expect. A state of play, Concrete Genie being the main focus. Mm. I don't know. I feel like the last state of play, Concrete Genie was a big focus. So I don't know if they want to do that again even though it is coming out pretty soon. Maybe like another story trailer or something, something a bit different. Uh, I would expect, again, Last of Us trailer, another, or just replay the same one again, would be tacked on the end just to get people interested. Um, and then probably a lot of VR stuff, I would imagine. Oh, can, like, they, can they do the VR thing Iron again? Man VR. Yeah, like, I'm happy to see another VR one, you know. It, it, I mean, we're both happy to see it as people who, who have PSVRs, obviously. But, you know, the last one, people got super annoyed about and whatever else. Like, ooh, duh, duh. I mean, as long as they just bunch them all together and not, like, take up the entire I, Well, show. if they're going to do the VR one, I think they have to start calling the State of Play's different names. Like, Nintendo does, Nintendo directs different names. They need to call it State of Play, like, colon... V- PSVR, you know what well, I mean? State of VR play. State of VR play, yeah. Something like that. I, I think yeah. the, the moment they start at least from the outset being like, this is all about VR, then anyone who goes in and complains about it, uh, you got nothing to stand on at that stage, you know? It, it was mm. all, they said VR games. What did you fucking want? Oh yeah, but they might have still showed The Last of Us. They fucking just had an event. <laughs> like, <laughs> shut up. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we'll get one. I don't. Th- I don't think so. No. You don't. No. What, what, you, you reckon the the, the so I'm saying that because if I say I don't think it's going to happen, it'll probably happen. So, you, uh, so you're saying that the the rumor from our our, our good friend over there is uh is wrong wrong. You reckon? No faith. No. It, well, maybe it was at the time, but then suddenly changed their mind because they saw everybody was expecting it. Mind games, man. Maybe uh, it'll just be the week. Are after. they even going to do a Last of Us event next week? I mean, there is a picture. <laughs> Jeff Keighley tweeted it. Um, all right, let's move on, move on from all this stuff. Let's get into this TGS nonsense that's happening. Uh, so first thing, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot got a new trailer. They also showed off that the entirety of the, the Boo saga will be in the game, which means it's the full... I mean, we kind of knew this anyway, expected this. The, the Dragon Ball Z, they kept being like, it's going to do the whole thing, and now they've confirmed that, yes, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, the game, will, in fact, be the entirety of Dragon Ball Z. You know? You're going to play through the whole thing. Um, the only thing I, I, I don't like... what well, they, they released a teaser. It's very short. 
looks pretty, cool. Everyone looks great. That's whatever. It looks like the anime. But once again, show me, and I've, there's some screenshots you can find of like general moment to moment gameplay, which is what I've been saying for a while I want to see. You know, I've seen pictures of Goku driving around in a car, right? Little symbols of what's up there, like getting around the world, side mission type stuff. You can see icons on the screen, whatever else. But every single one of these trailers, as we talked about last time, I'm just like, it just looks like any other Dragon Ball Z game. You know, it, this could be one of the yeah. fighting games. If it's an RPG, can you do? Can you focus on that so it separates <laughs> it and interests people who uh, may like Dragon Ball Z but give two shits about the fighting games because they're not into those so- sorts of things. But like the only the only reason I'm interested in this one is because it's an RPG game, right? I, I don't yeah. I don't care. Show about- some menus for real though. <laughs> show me some goddamn menus. Um, show me some stats. Yes, I want to see all the fucking stats. I want to I want to see stuff. Um, and another thing they announced, which was absolutely bonkers and sold out in I'm pretty sure five seconds, was this collector's edition, which has like a huge uh, diorama that's part of it. Um, a steel book, a game artwork book, uh, world map and stuff. Pretty fucking sweet, to be honest. Now, it was like 330 yep. or 350 Australian dollars for this. Yep. But pretty fucking sweet. I gotta pretty say. sweet. <laughs> Unfortunately, they only made like six. Per country. Only six were available for Australia. Yeah. <laughs> so to those lucky... Uh, Six people out there. So those lucky resellers, you're gonna make a fortune. You you know damn well that's who got it as well. Those fucking resellers. Um I mean, even if you bought it properly, you're like I could probably sell this for ten times how much I paid for it. Do you reckon you would? It'd be pretty tempting. <laughs> yeah, I mean well, maybe. I don't know. It's like but- those stupid you know those stupid Lion King things that were around this past Oh, Winter, the, yeah, yeah, the, the promotion things. thing. Woolworths things, yeah. They were the ones that were going for like thousands of dollars. Yeah, the fairy ones. Yeah, if you got one of those, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to sell it. Yeah, I'd sell that. But I mean, I don't know. If I got this, I might have been like, I just kind of like it. I kind of want to just keep it. You know. But if you know it's like worth multiple times what it, you originally paid for. Well, I suppose it depends. It's it like- depends. If, if, if it's only an extra hundred or so or whatever, and I... I really, or 200 even or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, but what if five years from now I'm, I'm like, oh, that would have looked real nice here. I wish I still had that. I mean, but then what if the game comes out and it's bad, then the value goes, well, I guess it's a Dragon Ball Z statue. So yeah, I don't think that affects anything. No, that's true. I think the, the for example, just a complete side note since it just brought up random collector's editions and like dissociation from the game. Yeah. So this, te- i got this teddy bear, which I'm holding up. Um, on camera for the video version people I guess but I got this teddy bear came with the division 2 collector's edition it's a little key ring uh, bag teddy bear and I keep it on my desk because it's quite cute and I like it right now from without knowing you can just look at this and it just looks like a, a teddy bear you know yep. you have no idea it comes from the division 2 now it's it's relevance to the game is that in the division you can choose different uh, items uh, this teddy bear is of course one you can if you get the collector's edition, you can hook onto your bag. And throughout the game, you can find other items that you can hook onto the back of your backpack during the game. That's its relevance. However, my mother has seen this and she wants it. 
to, to the point where she's legit said, if you can find another one, I want it. And I said, it's from a video game where you go around in a post-apocalyptic world <laughs> and shoot people. She was like, I don't care. I want it. It's cute. I want to put it on my bag. <laughs> She's like, I can't find anything like that, Dylan. And then I'm like, but surely you can. And I looked up. I went on Amazon. I went on, like, you know, Googled around. I'm like, you know, like teddy bear, bag key rings, key all ring. these sorts of things. And she is right. Most of the ones you can find are, like, uh, baby or like real like really young children looking one. So the thing about mm. this teddy bear, as much as you'd be like, what's the difference, Dylan? It it doesn't particularly look like a, a child's teddy bear. There is a difference. There is a there is a okay. line between like this is a baby's well, item. Ubisoft, if you can help us out, that'd be really really grateful. Dylan's mum would really appreciate it. I mean, yeah, like if if randomly someone from Ubisoft is listening and they're like. We've got like a whole box of these. We've got a whole bears. box of these fucking collections. We thought they were going to be a big thing. <laughs> this yeah. random item that was in the game, we thought that we were going to sell them for gangbusters. We can help out your mum, Dylan. But, you know, reach out. At Vivaladil on Twitter, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. You can, if you, if, if you can hook me up with a, another one of these damn teddy bears. Because, look, sorry, mum. But I got the collector's edition for this teddy bear, basically. I want to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. There. Anyway, side note. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, what was he saying? Nothing. I got anything. You got anything else to say about Dragon Ball Z? I forgot where it was. No, looks fine. Again, want to see more, I guess. When's it coming out next year? Sometime? Uh, January or February or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. I just closed the thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more. I like what I'm seeing. Can't wait to see more. Next thing is Yakuza 7, also known as Yakuza... Uh, like a dragon. Like a dragon, yeah. <laughs> uh, which, of course, is upset some people recently when it was revealed that it is going to be a... Turn-based. Turn-based game instead of a straight-up action brawler, I guess. But there was always, like, RPG elements to these games, surely. Like, semi. And, like, RPG yeah. action-type ones. Um, so they showed off this at the event... And the number one clip, I watched the clip several, I watched it like two or three times because it's made me laugh every single time. Someone tweeted out, Yakuza 7 summons are exactly what you'd expect them to be. And it has the main character fucking, I don't know, <laughs> dial something on their phone. At which point, <laughs> from above in the clouds, these fucking crayfish or whatever, like fucking lobsters. Yeah. lobsters yeah. These fucking lobsters like rain down. Lands on this dude's shoulder, and then they end up attacking. So the lobster is uh, the summon. Yeah, yeah. The most over the, the full top, on, like powers up. Yep. Then snaps him right in the nose. The That's most great. over Blood the top, everywhere. fucking ridiculous <laughs> summon that perfectly fits into the accuser. You know, the the favorite thing to me is like because like I've I've skipped through or skimmed or watched a lot of these uh, PlayStation TGS live stream stuff, and I was skimming through the Yakuza one where, where this video is from, and they have two of the you know the the, the leads from the the development team you know talking there, and obviously I can't understand them, but it still comes across that when this is happening, they look super serious, but you can tell they're like this is funny shit. <laughs> You know, they look serious, <laughs> but you can tell there's a sly little bit of like, yeah, this is funny. Like, You're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they're trying to act super cool at all times, but they just, as far as I'm, uh, uh, as far as I'm aware, 
they tried act super cool because like we're making a Yakuza game, you know. Yakuza some serious y- fucking Yakuza shit. Yakuza serious, you know. Yakuza series yeah. is serious shit, and they try and look cool and calm. But I tell you what, as far as I'm concerned, it's all a fucking play. And they, th- in their mind, they're making these games as fucking comedies, you know. Yeah, I wonder how the actual Yakuza feels about these games. Um. They're not taking this freaking seriously. <laughs> yeah, We're dangerous people. We're very dangerous. We're just not taking it seriously. Um, other things they revealed about Yakuza was like some go-kart <laughs> fucking mini game. There, there's a ton of mini games in these. It's it's crazy. But yeah, it looked like they ripped off Mario Kart pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And they, Just even the, the interface, it looks almost identical. It looks pretty good. I was like, I'll play this. I'll play this. I think it's just missing the weapons, that's all. Yeah. Um, the RPG uh, turn-based combat itself looked uh, good, fine, you know, from what yeah. I could tell. It was like this. Honestly, I know I was kind of joking about it at one stage on either Hero Arcade Couch. I don't actually remember when this was first announced. But I was like, I'm legit, the more I see of this, I'm not like, oh, I must rush out to play this. But the more I see of this, the more I'm like, I kind of do want to play the weird lobster game. Like... <laughs> You know? Yeah. Same. I saw the story trailer. It's like a pretty bland story, but it seems serviceable. I mean, I mean, it looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm into it. So, and it, like I said last time, it seems like a perfect entry point because it's new character. You don't need any history. Yeah. And I, I like, so. I liked how they explained why, because in, they were basically like, yeah, we know we're going to piss off some people. But we've made the same game. Well, not the exact same game, but they're like, we've made the same game the same way for like six, seven tiles, whatever, with all the. And then we remade those. Yeah, and then exact, we remade those. So they're, they're pretty, they're being pretty open with this. They're like, we want to try something different. And if you all hate it, then I guess we'll we go, go back. back after this. But, you know, just give us a shot. And this is what we're trying to do now. And they're like explaining all their changes. Like, well, because in the, the, all the other ones, obviously, just plays that one character, which. I don't know the name of, but the, the main character in this one, they're like, oh, you're playing a less, like a, a up and comer or whatever. And to be a bit more realistic, they're like, to fit the RPG theme, you've got to have uh, like a group with you at all times. Cause you're not just like that, yeah. the, the one dude who can magically go around and kick the ass of like thousands of people in by himself. They're like a bit unrealistic in our game where you summon lobsters. Uh, but yeah. We're gonna have you have realism a, is important. Yeah, we're gonna have you have a group a group of friends for this one because you're not quite as tough as that person to kick all their ass and stuff. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm intrigued. I'm looking for <laughs> I'm looking then, for. I don't know. Did, I think you can change jobs, so you have different fighting styles, or was you just change outfits? Like he turns into a freaking breakdancer and breakdance fights a bunch of dudes. Yeah, freaking crazy. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, South Park. Yeah, the funniest RPG game. No, get fucked. Yakuza like a dragon is. <laughs> Number one RPG comedy coming out soon. Uh, yeah. So next thing we got was the next two things to go over are probably the, are the biggest TGS things. So I've got Final Fantasy and then we'll go over Death Stranding, obviously. So um, starting with Final Fantasy, the first thing they put out was, and this was, they put this out the night before TGS started, was a uh, proper trailer for it. And this is thus far my favorite Final Fantasy remake trailer. Because up until this point, I've been semi-excited, you know, put out it. Final Fantasy VII, definitely one of my favorite games of all time. Every, any, but the idea of them remaking it to me has always been like, meh. I think I spoke about this. I was like, a bit worried a lot of what I like so much about it would get lost in 
translation, I guess, you know, which I would have been fine with. I would have been like, because I'm not one of those people who's like, you ruined my childhood by remaking. I'll just be like, if I didn't like mm. it, I would have just, you know, whatever. doesn't exist. However, watching this one, as much as it looks like a completely new game, there is so much in here that's not in the original or has changed and whatever else. I'm really starting to see a much bigger picture of the the world and uh, the version of Final Fantasy VII they're trying to do with this remake here. Because another thing that was always kind of talk trying to go over is like how uh, Midgar in the original game is like the first couple of hours and then you're off into the open world and it was always like well how are they just making part one just in that section of the the world but seeing all of the shit that's happening in this one all the characters they're changing around uh, um, putting into places they weren't before um whatever else obviously don't want to go too big in the spoilers but I- i'm really starting to see how they can actually turn midgar which is a fucking massive city into its own um its own game it's game. It's, it's starting to make a lot more sense to me and then in this trailer also we start to see um new characters we haven't seen before there's literally a new character in it so i'm like who the fuck's that like they're new so they're, they're making new characters um we're starting to see a, a lot of characters that we hadn't seen before in any of the trailers from the original game shop um uh the turks in this which are a group of um uh people from turkey yeah, no. I think it was always a rumor that the, the, it was like, because they call them that in the game, but it's always like a slander thing for whatever reason. And it, there was always like a rumor I remember reading back in the day that it was like a lost in translation thing where in the original release, they like were trying to call them um, like jerks. And then when the English translation come over, someone fucked it up and just changed it to D. <laughs> it was like one of those um, video game fables, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're kind of like... Uh, FBI, I guess, for like the government in Midgar kind of thing. Like they, they're the high level go after what the the president of Shinra, kind of um, the president of Midgar kind of sends them to go after and these sorts of things. And for whatever reasons, without spoilers, they're hunting down uh, Aerith in the game. And of course, Cloud has to protect her and these sorts of things. Um, so you, you see them in this one. You see a lot more teeth and stuff. But we also start to see a lot more stuff that is outside of what we've seen a million times over, which is a lot of that same fight sequence from inside the uh, the bunker thing there at the start of the game, because that's what they've showed off the most times, fighting the giant spider thing. And, you know, they've showed off that yeah. mission so many fucking times at this point from different angles and from the start to the finish and whatever else. This one, um, you're starting to see inside Eris Church um, when the the dudes come to find him you then see a battle between reno and you see a battle between a couple other people outside you get to see Aerith fighting um there's a really beautiful shot of this where Aerith is like those fucking fireworks happening in the background um they they show off a scene that everyone was worried they were going to not include in the game um which they are it seems but i'm presuming they're going to change a lot because it's one of the more like questionable things from the original game which was without heavy spoilers basically this this sequence where cloud got forced into like um dressing up as a a female to to break into a place and then they did some rather weird jokes with that context inside and whatever else but they hint that here and also i don't know if it's been 100 confirmed but this character they show here who's like yelling 
who's running this brothel basically where Cloud is supposed to sneak into. Everyone's like, I saw people online being like, that sounds like Mark Hamill. And I'm like, it does? Is it though? <laughs> but it definitely does sound like fucking Mark Hamill. Yeah. Um, they show a bunch of mini games, like pull up, push up stuff, which was in the original game as well, but obviously they look a lot better here. Um, you see the president at one stage during it, they show off the thing again, the, the giant fucking spider bell. You see some summons in it, uh, Shiva and these sorts of things. Uh, and then at the end, they have this really stunning shot that'll that'll only mean anything to anyone who's played the game before. But uh, as I wrote up in my news post for it, like seeing that shot, that kind of like really summarized how this game, I'm really now looking forward to this because I'm like side by side in my head, I'm comparing how that shot looked like shit in the original, obviously. PS1 game, the graphics weren't so good, and the shot right at the original trailer and, like, how that's played off and presented to you in the original game, it's supposed to be a very emotional moment, you know? But you're like, it looks like trash, and obviously <laughs> it probably couldn't present <laughs> as big of a, um emotional pull as they could with the graf graphic cap capabilities they had then. However, looking at this shot and being like, oh, wow, like... When, when we get to this moment in this game, like this is probably going to hit me so much harder because of, of course, the, the, the way better graphic capabilities of this game. Have. And then I started thinking about all the other moments that did actually get me like quite emotionally in the game with even its graphics limitations. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to be a mess. Like, <laughs> like the, the, I'm like, I, I really hadn't thought about it before, you know, not until, until I, I, I kind of saw this shot and I was like, wow, okay, cool. Here we're going off here. Um, but yeah, what, what, what do you think of this trailer? I mean, it's a really good trailer. I mean, it, it looks pretty. It looks... It, I, I just wonder how much the game is going to be CG cutscene heavy. A lot. But Let's be honest. A lot. A lot. So, <laughs> like, 100 hours of cutscenes, 20 minutes of gameplay. No, nah, I don't reckon it'll be that much. Concern, but there's yeah. there's going to be a lot of cutscenes. Yeah, so, yeah, looks cool. Claire gets turned into a frog. That's cute. <laughs> I'm sure it looks better in this than it did look in the original game. So. Oh, just, you just reminded me. That part where he gets uh, frogged, it's fucking awesome because they turn him into frogs, but he still has his sword attached to the back of him as a frog, if you pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, what a, um, what a nice little detail to add to it. Yeah, um, but I, I absolutely love this trailer. And my, my kind of interest level for this game kind of went from, yes, I'm getting it, obviously, to... I'm really excited right now for the, the, the more I'm seeing, the more I'm understanding this game, the more I'm getting excited for it. Uh, so they did show off a bunch of gameplay, but honestly, the best way to kind of go over it was this, because obviously like everything that's been shown and, um, and explained in Japanese, um, but they did have the Final Fantasy remake Twitter account do a live thread on Twitter. So that's what I'm going to kind of go for here for some little bits of, information about what they showed off here it says it started off with final fantasy 7 producer uh ishori katasi taking the stage to explain how combat works in the game um we got a glimpse at the easy and normal modes from the in-game option menus and the katasi san uh, katasi san then showed us the new combat mode named classic mode so this is the this is the most interesting point of this whole thing and the the, the thing the internet was kind of like oh in the original final fantasy 7 you would wait around until the ATB gauge, gauge filled up and then select a move initiate your attack. With classic mode in Final Fantasy VII Remake, the team have recreated this same style of play. In standard modes, the ATB ga gauge fills up repeatedly attacking your enemy, but in classic mode, this aspect of gameplay is handled automatically. The player does not need to do anything and the character fights automatically, charging up the ATB 
gorge. So anyone playing Final Fantasy VII Remake in Classic Mode does not have to worry about the action side of combat system and can instead focus on selected commands, making it possible to play Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII Remake as if it were a classic menu-based RPG. Um, so I, I think that's interesting. I think it's very cool that they've obviously included this uh, to be part of it. Yeah, because it's a nice touch. I think there, there's, there probably is a lot of people out there who maybe just prefer, you know, old school JRPGs, you know, turn-based combat. Yeah. They, they don't like playing them the way they are making them these days. I don't days. want any of this hack and slash shit. Yeah, all that sort of stuff in their game. I, I kind of like how they've included that because it is nice because it's like it is a remake. There may be people who want to play it but don't really want to play it as an action game and now they'll be able to. Having said that, I will I will play it as an action game because I, it's it's a remake. If I want to play the original game, I'll just play the original game. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm, I mean, you can. I'm sure it'll be easier to switch between either one, depending on. Yeah, I'll I'll if give it a go. But I mean, if you're just trying to like spam or like level up or stuff like farm, but yeah, you switch over and you're like that's a very good point. It in fact, yeah. if it does have a um, if you turn on the RPG mode or whatever they call it. And it does have like a persona like uh, auto battle mode. Yeah. That would be very fucking handy to farm, obviously. Just to be able to sit back and farm bells over and over and over for items and these sorts of things. Um how, would you which way would you prefer to play it though? I think I'll just play it action based to start off with and then I'm give my hand if I'm getting my ass kicked too too much, switch over. Switch over. <laughs> well, I feel like as long as you've played some of the more recent things, either like Kingdom Hearts 3 or Final Fantasy yeah. 15, it's like, you're probably going to be good. You'll be fine, yeah. You'll be fine. You, you've experienced these sorts of uh, action RPG games with the being able to multitask the, the the slight menu up-down system, which this game has as well. Um, but it, maybe mm. if you've never played any of those, then it's like, well, maybe this classic RPG mode is probably going to be the thing for you. Uh, after showing off combat in Final Fantasy VII Remake, Katasi Sound introduced one of the elements we first saw in the Final Fantasy VII Remake TGS trailer a few days ago. The squats minigame and our presenter did an amazing job of playing. Finally, we got to see a closer look at one of the boss fights in the game. In this segment, we saw Cloud Teeth and Aerith take on apps in the sewers of Midgar. Uh, Aerith standard... Aerith's standard attacks a long range of pressing the triangle button uses her unique ability, Tempest. Her holy circle ability creates an arena in the battlefield and, it, and any spell used within the area is cast repeatedly. During the boss battle, Cloud has used the, used the summon Ifrit materia equipped and because of this, Cloud's attack caused his summon gauge to eventually fill up completely over time with a full summer gauge 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 fuck me we saw cloud summon ifrit who remained on the battlefield summons are typically controlled by the ar but we saw cloud spend his atb charges to make ifrit use his unique abilities such as flame burst and crimson dive ifrit remained on the battlefield fighting until cloud summon gauge depl depleted at which point ifrit released his ultimate attack hellfire each character can equip up to one summon material each, and while while playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, it'll be up to the player to decide which summon to equip, depending on the battlefield and the enemy. And that's our full recap. Yeah, so in the video, it's, it's actually quite cool. I think it looks... Because it, when the summer pops out, when Ifrit pops out, it's like just having this monster suddenly kind of appear on the battlefield, and it's fighting next to Cloud, Aerith, and Tifa, and, you know, just t taking down the enemy. It's, it doesn't, like, 
take you out or switch what's happening. Like even for example, if we think to like the most recent kind of summony type thing is obviously um, Kingdom Hearts three. Even in that, when you activate any summons, it was a video clip and then it completely changed up the battlefield and like uh, Sora and everyone would be in their rides or whatever, you know, like you weren't fighting alongside these things. Usually they were like complete changes. So kind of like how this just brings in this, it brings in Ifrit, you'll bring in Shiva, you'll bring in fucking whatever. I do wonder how some of the bigger summons will actually work. Like you fucking Bahamut's like the size of a, mountain how's that work but um they're gonna come in and they're gonna fight alongside you um, so all this sounds really cool for anyone who doesn't know because i should probably doesn't really explain here obviously it expects you to understand the basics of final fantasy said but materia is like these um they're like these orbs basically and it's like different weapons you have so say say you have a sword and has like one uh one slot in it you can equip the like fire materia into that sword, for example. And then while you're battling, you, you'll fill that up. If you battle enough with it, eventually you'll learn fire. It means you can actually continue to use that spell without having to have the materia uh, equipped. So a lot of the time the, in the game, you'll constantly be re rotating between uh, materia until you learn it. So you can switch out and continue to learn a new thing and these sorts of things. Some materia have uh, effects that only take place while you have them equipped though. So. That's kind of how all that works. And everything from this sounds like it's going to work pretty much the same from the the original game did. Um, okay, now on to, I guess, the big thing. Now, I'm not just pulling this out of my ass, the big thing. This was the most shown game at 2Js. They had set, that it was on every fucking day. It had several demos. That on the Even on the third day when they had no demo to show, they brought out the entire um, Japanese cast for Death Stranding. And they had like a Q&A with them and everything. It was very much like Death Stranding is MVP of TGS live show from, from PlayStation, which which makes sense, I guess, to a point. But mm. it's also quite funny how much they were showing considering how up until this this show, it was like Death Stranding, we, we, don't, we can't show much. And then t comes around to TGS and Kojima's like, nah, fuck it. You, you want two hour long gameplay sessions? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Do, it, do what you need to do. <laughs> Go yeah, absolutely crazy. So first thing they did show was, um, the first thing they showed was a briefing trailer. Now this briefing trailer, I think, if you want the best explanation of kind of the setup for the story, this is it. I think not to, not to speak at mass and be like I suddenly understand everything about Death Stranding, but watching this briefing trailer, it is very easy to kind of understand the basics of the game very much like that article we talked about a couple of weeks ago whenever that was this briefing trailer kind of goes over over the same sort of things that that briefing trailer um that that article tried to explain which is the idea of the this pre the president's daughter um who's in this room uh she's been kidnapped by the homo sapiens or whatever the fuck they're called i can't remember demo sapiens um being kidnapped by them she's not she's being held there but she's allowed to talk to them and she's appearing in this room as a hologram she explains how that she tried to go on this mission traveling across america um connecting all of the different communities and so on and so forth and then right when she got to the end uh the end of the thing and that's where edge not city is right at the opposite end of america where i don't know what end you start on east west 
You start on the east, go to the east west. coast. Okay, yeah. So, so she got all the way to the west coast, and uh, that's where she she got held captive by uh, the bad guys of the Troy game. Baker. Yeah, Troy Baker. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's easy. She got kidnapped by Troy Baker. Um, now she's asking um, Norman Reedus in this video clip, along with um, Dead dead man or whatever his fucking name is uh I think it is dead man it is dead man yeah um he's in the room too so her dead man plus the president's daughter are trying to convince norman reese's character that he should go out go back to doing what she was doing connecting all these uh, cities across the across the journey east to west and then when she get when he gets all the way to the ocean's edge the edge not city and stuff that he should come in and rescue her i like how as well but the only thing about this whole opening clip, which I presume is very early in the game, obviously, like to to yeah. set to set it up, um, if not the opening video clip of the game, the thing about this is like, she's like, I had several trucks, bodyguards, everything on this journey. Yeah, I, see I, this massive convoy that I had yeah. going across the country. How about you do it by yourself? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I did this thing. I didn't walk. I literally drove with a convoy, and then she's like. But you, Sam, you Norman Reedus, you can walk all of that, do everything I did on your feet, and then you, one man, can come rescue me. Good job. <laughs> it's like, come on. Mm. Um, the, the thing with the end of the video clip is that he um, turns it down. Or leaves on cli- That's the cliffhanger of this briefing trailer. He's like, no, nah, get fucked or whatever. And then they throw out lots of words. He's like, I'm not a strand anymore. What exactly does that mean? Apparently, Sam and the the president's daughter have a history that they knew each other ten years ago. Um, she hasn't aged a day, whereas Sam has for reasons. Um, the the dog tag thing that we've, we've seen in um, lots of Death Stranding trailers, even all the way back to the first teaser, that everyone had lots of theories about how that was like some big plot point to this it's not it's literally <laughs> it's literally handed to him in this trailer and all it is is it's a dog tag that contains a whole bunch of usb drives basically that he's going to be able to use to to um to get data on and then like take between the different communities and so on and so forth that's all it is like everyone on reddit that was going crazy over these dog tags idiots it's a fucking usb drive <laughs> that's all it was <laughs> no need to stress out um but yeah so i would highly suggest watching this trailer because i think if you're like, I have no idea what this game is about, this trailer, out of all of them, is going to make the most sense to you because it's not really a trailer. It is literally just the opening, what seems like the opening video clip of the uh, the game there for yeah. you. So then, uh, the day of TGS, the first day, Hideo Kojima gets up there and he does a day one gameplay session. So... Um, what it is, is kind of what we saw him tweet about before. It is a, uh, a gameplay clip that he had edited together, which he was then kind of commentating on st- uh, on stage with, with the, the other host there. So I watched it. I, I have my note. These are the things I wrote down as I watched it. Of course, once again, it's in Japanese. So I'm using YouTube... Uh, YouTube suggested English subtitles, which are 50-50 at best of the time, you know? Sometimes it would be like, and then mm. put the cookie cutter inside the upside down triangle, and I'd be like, no YouTube subtitles, you're making no sense. Uh, so at the start of the gameplay, though, you see you load up your 
Uh, you load up your body with gear, literally. So you can choose to bring X amount of things, X amount of items. Uh, you have a, a total amount of weight you can carry. I think it was like 160 kilos or something ridiculous like that. Um, and it seems that you'll be able to upgrade that, of course, as the game progresses and you'll be able to, to carry more items and stuff. And then you literally have to kind of balance out uh, Sam... And how he stands, you know? Like, you put it on his back, he's going to be leaning too far forward. You put a bunch of items on onto yep. his left side of body, he's going to be leaning sideways. So it's like you kind of have to balance out all of the items that you're carrying, where you want to put them, um, and, and attach all these things so it works out well. Yeah. Death Stranding secret puzzle game. Well, Death Stranding, watch, not, watching this gameplay, I feel like, honestly... For people who are like watching all the, you know, the crazy Mads Mikkelsen video clips and all these sorts of things and maybe hoping for something close to that next actual gameplay, this video, this 50 minute gameplay is pro like, I, I swear, if you watch this and you go, this looks boring, I guarantee, I can almost guarantee that you're probably going to be bored from the game because this is what the game is going to be, you know? Everyone's out here yeah. being like Mel Gibson, Solo, Hideo Kojima. This is going to be like a, you know, an um action stealth. Yes, and to be fair, there, we'll get to it in a in a moment. Of course, there is some level of action in this gameplay, but from what what you can gather watching this, the majority of this game is just fucking walking. <laughs> to, to, to to put to put it bluntly, and, 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 the world's most expensive walking simulator. Pretty much, um, to to the point where also when you're picking on your gear here at the start of the game, it says like it has a whole bunch of items you can 3D print and stuff, including uh, extra boots. So you got to make sure you bring extra boots. This is relevant yeah. later in the gameplay. So he brings some extra boots. And then he, he he picks a mission and it, like you can see at the, the, the top uh, side of the screen, it says like mission two or whatever. So this is obviously very early in the game. Um, and then the first part of the, the gameplay that's shown off here is pretty much what we saw happen with uh, the Jeff Keighley demo Gamescom, except for like starting from a much further away point. Um, Sam walks out uh, from this underground section or whatever bunker type thing, right? And then he gets out top, you're in the real world, opens up his map, and then I really like the way they, they do the mapping in this too, because the mapping isn't like, you, you find your objective where you need to go in the game, you, and you click on it, and the game automatically like drops a waypoint there for you. No, you find your objective where you need to go, and then you can like multi-tool select different uh, waypoints for your for your way to go and depending on then how you map out your own direction because of course there's mountains and these sorts of things so it's like do you want to go around yep. the mountain and that could lead to more walking or you could go over the mountain and that's going to obviously maybe use, up stamina use some more stamina but it could be faster but it's it's it's, it's less steps but maybe you know you, you're weighing up how you want to take the trip yourself so um yeah he selects the route and i think he, he chooses to go up this mountain and these sorts of things um, and then they, they cut ahead several times because obviously you've been walking for, I don't know how long in real, real time, half an hour or so could take you to walk there. But what happens along the way? I honestly don't expect much. I really do expect a lot of this game to just be... Emptiness. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of the game is just about discovery along the way, like... And, and and I don't mean like big enemies to take down and shoot and, and, and these sorts of things. I do really think it's just a lot of like uh, 
making your own fun and then also to do with like the the shared world multiplayer stuff which i'll get to in a second uh, but yeah one, once he, he arrives at his location it's this um much like we saw in the gamescom jeff Keeley demo it's it's a little like bunker type thing or whatever it walks inside a hologram of someone appears um i looked it up afterwards apparently it's some like um japanese japanese singer, singer or something like like someone famous over there that i had no idea yeah. who it was so pretty much all of those are going to be cameos you would it's, assume it, based on based on since we're two for two yes let's assume they're all famous people going to be somebody but then also i was wondering because like obviously he has different casts and stuff i'm like could he could he literally change out these people on different versions of the game? You know what I'm saying? Like so Jeff Keeley's in the American one, the the, the more the English speaking variant, I guess, like the Western countries type one. And then in the Japanese version, you've got these like famous Japanese singers and whatever else. You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe he's gonna change yeah. the, the cameos for different audiences. Because they're not they're all voiced differently. So yeah, it it's all voiced differently and stuff, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a thing at this stage, considering how many, depend <laughs> just because it's Kojima, I guess. But um, so yeah, he goes up there, he delivers a package, he gets rewarded with what seems like some currency, maybe possibly, or some like some items and these sorts of things. But then it also literally kind of like a Ubisoft game, as I've talked about before when I was watching this sort of stuff. It literally opens up a little bit more of your map. It shows you uh, the line connecting like uh, east to west on your your map there it shows that you've connected another settlement it brings a bunch of icons up on your map what those are i don't really know but it's very very much remind me of any sort of ubisoft game of course where you activate a waypoint thing or a assassin's creed tower far cry fucking mm. um whatever outpost section thing or whatever um a bunch of icons appear on the map and then when they uh w when you leave that section then they start kind of explaining some more of the the on the shared world multiplayer sort of stuff that this game is and <laughs> watching this gameplay demo it really became clear to me that this because as much as today has previously talked about how this game's going to have really unique multiplayer and all this sort of stuff and like the pissing on the mushroom thing that he kind of went on about at gamescom watching this gameplay thing here made it really obvious that this shared world multiplayer thing is actually probably one of the main pillars of the game if not like the main pillar it really does appear that it's not just a like extra thing to partake in if you so choose. It really does seem like this is how the game has been designed around like this this shared universe multiplayer type thing. It feels weird to call yeah. it multiplayer because it's more like just a shared thing, but like you, mm, I know it's not. But for for example, the first thing you you see is like when when he leaves the bunker and he goes down a little bit. There's a ladder there. And it's like, oh, that was left by another player. So apparently you can leave uh, ladders. Uh, when, when, when you put your own ladder down, you can cross it. You can turn around. You can pick it back up to continue on. Or you can leave it there for other players if you think it'll be helpful. How they appear to which players they appear, I have no idea. If it's random, I do not know. I guess it would be somewhat similar to how messages appear in Dark Souls, which is the other connection I was kind of making to a lot of this stuff, yeah. is because it's like, you know, people playing Dark Souls, Bloodborne, whatever, I'm sure a million people have left notes in the one same spot, but when you play your version of the game, there's only like 10 there, you know? And I guess that's just kind of randomly chosen which notes and yeah. stuff appear to you. Um, so It's like a sort of passive multiplayer, yes, I think. Very, it's probably like the best very much. description I can think yes. of, yeah. 
Um, Although, why would you leave your ladder there? Do you have unlimited ladders? Because you, if if players, because as weird as it sounds to say, and I don't I don't know what this plays into fully, but a lot of the game, the game's currency, I guess, and game's main driving force is literally likes, like thumbs up likes. So um, when you leave a Can ladder you also behind, subscribe, yeah, and ring that bell, yes, yeah. When you leave a ladder behind, another player can like your ladder, of course, and that will give you a like. (laughs) (laughs) So, and (laughs) you know, you know, in the trailer where the baby gives you the thumbs up, it's because the baby's happy and it's giving you a like. It's giving you likes. Yeah, I'm not even joking. (laughs) Not even joking. Who knew babies were such an important? (laughs) Could just give you so many likes. I went back. I went back and watched the first trailers, and I'm like, it, not to say a lot of it, all of it, suddenly making sense to me, but I'm like, I'm literally seeing stuff where I'm like, oh, this was teased all along, and the baby thumbs up thing is literally like, like that is main currency I of like the game it. is like, yeah, good job. The baby will give. What you happens likes. when it shows you its butt? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Know. No. <laughs> Um, so they're continuing on, uh, you find, uh, this, it's kind of like he bumps into a, like a container type thing out in the world, right? And other players can leave items in there that can be taken. You can leave items in there for other players, uh, these sorts of things. Like on the right hand side of the screen, it was showing like, uh, it had like a little uncharted picture, you know, like a default PSN avatar, I guess, to denote that this item was left behind by insert player uh, username here, these sorts of things. I have no idea like what you get from leaving something behind. If, if it's just good to get feel good. But at this stage, I'm just going to assume that if someone takes your item, they can give you some likes. That's, uh, that's, that's kind of what I'm assuming. Um, so th- they, t- in the demo, Sam takes some things out of these, which one of such things is like a, um, a hoverboard thing that he can like attach to behind him uh that he can put all of the stuff that's on his back onto that so it frees him up to to be able to run a little bit better and then also a little bit later in the demo he also ditches all of his uh wares off that and then he gets inside it himself and uses that like as a like skateboard skateboard thing thing to go downhill quite fast so the, the game does show that like for all of the items and stuff in the game there are multiple ways to use them and and go about using them um so then uh it does eventually break into a uh camp section here somewhat or get do a little bit of of battle so he comes up to this section and this is the most metal gear solid section of the game particularly the most metal gear solid phantom painy looking section because especially because like as sam approaches he does some like uh know like sensory beam thing and it like lights up all these items of interest and that and that sort of stuff and that looked very uh phantom pain to me um he sneaks in he activates uh goes into item wheel and literally clicks on something that's called strand because of course it literally is just a fucking piece of rope which he uses to like (laughs) still strangle and kill an enemy um it it then breaks into oh he Death stranded. He, him. Oh, got him. Yeah, got him. Yep. Yeah, got him. Cut, cut. Um, so he, he uses that, and then um, I think he opens up some sort of container and gets some sort of items that I couldn't read. But um, then a bunch of enemies turn up. They all start chasing him. He then pulls out like a um, a laser gun type thing. It's like a 
I don't know what you fucking call it. It's 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 like it shoots like three bolts. I guess it looks like I think from design it seems like it's meant for taking down fucking bulls or something shit like that. But he starts like shooting enemies with this thing. Whole bunch of enemies are coming after him. Um, oh, the other thing that he got out of the the shared cash thing between uh, players was an upgrade for his legs which runs off battery power, so you have to recharge them. But this is uh, relevant for this section, which is that he sees a truck, uh, The pl- Sam sees a truck off in the distance, and then he chases after the truck, activates his super-powered running legs, and then he manages to catch up to the truck. He chucks the, the person out of that GTA 5 style, gets in this truck, <laughs> drives around a little bit. The a- enemies all shoot it, so he has to get out because it's uh, going to blow up or whatever. Um, and then you, once again, using super-powered super speed legs manages to run really fast and like jump over this uh big uh crevasse or, or whatever and then get away <clears throat> and then up ahead he finds a electrical charging station which just kind of standing in its general vicinity charges his battery power back up and the other thing that's of interest for this much like uh, uh, several other things in the demo that uh he finds along the way is that it has been put there by another player it says a different. It says a player's name. It has a whole like symbol on it. These sorts of things, and then that's what he's using to to charge up your your battery with. Um, so then uh, he goes on a bit further, and he I think at around this point too is where they go over the the shoes thing, which is that, or, or just before this probably it actually was, which is that his shoes actually wore down from the walk so much that his feet are shown to be bleeding because he's basically been walking on it's a long walk yeah it's a very long walk so you're walking the entire country yes i mean <laughs> so you literally have to bring other shoes or find other shoes or find these like shared player uh cash things or chess or what have you to be able to swap shoes and stuff and you can swap shoes they make sure to mention that you can swap shoes and these sorts of items with other players whether or not if i'm playing with um if i have someone like ash on my friends list and i can be like here you could send me a message be like jeff shoes i'm like yeah sure and i can just send them to you i have no idea if that's something that you can do but yeah um they do show that sam sits down has to swap out put a fresh pair of shoes on has a bit of a rest to regain his stamina because you have several bars in the games like stamina meter um fucking you know health meter whatever else battery level for uh battery level items so th- there's a lot there's a lot going on here that i don't fully understand obviously especially g- given that uh, the demo is not in english so it's hard to to keep up with what's going on but um overall starting to make a bit more sense i'd i'd say surely but um then we get to the more action heavy scene of the 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 demo i'd say which is that sam's then walks through this area and several times you show him like he, he he looks at like a mushroom or whatever on the ground and like kind of picks it and takes that and whatever else so lots of like random item picking up stuff what all of these items do of course don't really know at this stage but then eventually comes into an area where the the b the bb like a uh, satellite thing like pops up on your shoulder you know like to show which we've seen in trailers before to show that bt's around the the ghost like critter creatures that we've seen in travis previously Mm. so a bunch of those show up um and they try walking really slow through the area to not alert them because apparently you can sneak through them as long as you're you're very quiet about what you're doing um of course for the sake of the demo they they get noticed and then um sam starts to be getting dragged down like these tar hands appear from below him and like kind of start grabbing his body and these sorts of things um which they said after the fact that you can you can escape this like if you 
button mash hard enough and whatever else, you will be able to escape these sorts of things throughout the game. It's if you're good. If you're good. It's not like <laughs> end of the world type of thing. But for the sake of the demo, of course, not what happens. Sam gets dragged down and it kind of goes to this first person's perspective of like, you're getting dragged to the upside down world or whatever the hell's going on here. And then he comes out on the other side and it's this like, you're in like a city somewhere, a cityscape somewhere. And, um, it tars fucking everywhere. There's some items floating around like buildings, trucks, these sorts of things. And a, uh, massive monster, like a, well, not massive, like a medium sized monster, I guess a beast sort of thing appears that's made out of tar as well. Um, and this is what appears to be, either a boss or a mini boss i think from the way um the google translate said that the the google translate on my screen had hideo say that he doesn't he says that this isn't even a a, a boss or something like that so in my mind i guess this is a what you consider like a, a high level enemy or at least a, a mini boss or something like that because it certainly didn't go down easy so you, you do battle with this thing by throwing um uh they they throw like a bunch of canisters and, that, and these sorts of things at it to explode a lot of these things it appears are being made by uh stuff you've picked up through the environment or stuff that you've already chosen to bring with you when you leave your uh base at the very start of the game because right at the start of the demo he did bring a thing of grenades with him and that's kind of what we're using here but then it seems you'll be able to also pick up random uh envir uh items through the environments and then use that to build things because then hideo talks about the fact that you can use your own piss to make uh, items to like fucking piss bombs to throw at this monster if that's all you, you kind of had if that was your last resort then you can throw piss um, I think he also said something about you can use your own blood if you've got literally nothing else you can use your own blood to make into yeah. a grenade to throw at this thing but of course if you're using your own blood then you're going to be doing damage to yourself at the same time but that is a, uh, a possibility so um, yeah they, they kind of cut they don't show the full battle. They kind of cut at some stage because it seems to go for a decent length of time, I guess. He's, he's jumping around or whatever. It's it's the most action-heavy segment, though, this this boss battle. Like, you know, he, he's double jumping out of the way, jumping on top of these cars, like making sure not to get hit by the thing. It does seem like a, a boss battle of sorts. Um, and then he calls for help from online players. Now, how exactly this works, wh what the dealio is here, if it's actually players behind control controllers doing this, I'm very doubtful. It seems like... It's, it seems like it's kind of like a, a ghost version of online players, if you know what I mean. Like it's a, uh, yeah. It's, it's not like you're actually calling in and doing it because what happens is these a bunch of quote unquote players, which are other versions of Sam, obviously, they appear and they they they're just kind of ghostly white figures, and they come in and they throw a bunch of items at you. So, you, which I would presume is like random, or if players are actually controlling it behind controllers, then I guess you could choose what to throw at the person to help them with, I guess. I don't know. Um, but either way, you get to chuck a bunch of stuff, including something that's a, some sort of gun or pistol, which picks up. It's like, oh, that's handy. And then these ghostly figures also start doing tiny bits of uh, damage to the monster as well and helping it. Um, so, and between this calling for help segment and then some of the other like the shared world what do you call it pa passive multiplayer passive multiplayer yeah passive multiplayer stuff all of this to me just screams that, like Hideo was mostly influenced by souls games for this section of the game like this multiplayer type stuff it's all very souls like um so then he kills the boss mini boss whatever it is hip hip hooray the fucking ghost seems are like yay they cheer you're like cool thank you very much uh goes off then he finds a bike 
literally just kind of wanders around a little bit more, literally just finds a bike sitting out in the road. And by bike, I mean like a motorbike. Finds a motorbike just sitting there. He says that it's been delivered by another player. Shrug, somehow. Anyway, gets onto the bike, uh, takes off driving it around, explains that uh, then today at this time in the, the translate, was saying stuff about how some players may just walk. Some players might like to ride bikes. Some players might, you know, like basically summing up how there's many different ways to uh, get yourself around the world, I guess, depending on the, the way you want to, to play the game and these sorts of things. He then crosses a bridge, like a, a fairly big bridge that's been built across this lake or whatever. Um, and the lake, uh, the bridge, once again, has been put there, placed there by another player. How they built a bridge... I don't know. Um, <laughs> go back. Make sure you click like, subscribe, and ring the bell on the bridge, I guess. Um, yeah. And then he stops at uh, he stops at this hot springs at some time along the, the way here as well. Um, literally this, you know, mud hot springs thing. Uh, Sam strips down, gets into the hot springs with the, the BB, and sings a song to it to soothe it, which the, the BB then gives you likes for. Yeah. Because reasons. Because <laughs> um, currency. Yeah. And also being in the hot bath and these sorts of things uh, get your stamina and these sorts of things back up because you're re- relaxing. And then also when you leave the hot springs, you can then like open up a menu and like open up a sign and leave a like hot springs sign here. So other players can see it from afar and be like, oh, there's a hot springs over there. Um or like a danger of a sign thing in the menu, like danger, all these very, once again, remind me obviously a lot of dark souls and the ability to just leave like preset, like danger ahead or like treasure lies here, or, you know, these sorts of things Mm. from the souls like games. Um, and then he basically returns to base and that's where the day one demo ended. Now the day two demo, I'm not going to spend much time on because there's a lot less to it, but IGN had a uh, write up here. I'll quickly go over. Um, the demo starts with, because all of this demo takes place within the, the bunker. It's just showing off this section of the bunker. It's, it's less interesting than the what we was just covering, which is what you'll be doing, you know, primarily. Uh, it says demo starts off. You mean you won't be hanging out in the bunker? Well, as much as I need to to get some trophies. Uh, the demo starts off with Kojima leading the audience through some basic motions. We as the players aren't actually controlling Sam in this moment. We're more of a disembodied camera that Sam is aware of. In classic fourth wall breaking Kojima style. The camera pans down to linger on Sam's crotch. And Sam quickly shields his crotch from sight. And what might be a nod to Metal Gear Solid. Where a similar animation happens if a player's camera ling- lingers on Meryl's body. I think Kojima's too concerned about people wanting to see Norman Reed's penis. I don't know. It's it's a, stare at Sam's junk for too long and he'll punch the camera. I don't like I personally out of all the stuff from the demo, I this is the one section where I was like, this is the most weird, concerning. Only because, and lots of people point this out, and I think it's very justifiably, none of this shit happened for quiet in Phantom Pain. You know what I mean? Quiet is literally a character who's basically naked for story reasons. And if you zoomed in on her, did she ever like punch fucking snake in the face? You know? But she doesn't have a penis. No, well, yeah. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> I don't think that's the point, but um, also it's like, I know you could be, uh, uh, you could be like, well, why, why is he punching the camera? It just, it's very like, uh, 
homophobic type, you know what I mean? Like behavior. It's weird. I wouldn't automatically jump to homophobic, but well, I think it's it, I think if you're not having, I th- I think it's like it's a, it's a stereotype, you know, like the the whole joke of stare at a guy's dick and they'll punch you know punch you in the face. It's it's a stereotype, especially in a lot of old comedies, uh, schoolyard behavior, these sorts of things, you know, um, lots of jokes about like oh you're staring at my dick, punch in the face, whatever else. Very and yeah, after all the quiet stuff and Fanta Pain as well, I was like, "This is quite odd that you choose to include this as part of the game." Nonetheless, um, it also says the IGN article also says also the camera is apparently BB, the weird baby in a jar that Sam carries around in every bit of Death Stranding footage we've seen so far. So this basically means that Sam punches a baby. Very good. Sam, I mean, it's not a real baby. <laughs> Haven't we already established that? Sam is covered in filth, one assumes from mission. So Kojima then guides Sam over to the bathroom mirror where he washes Sam's face clean. Sam is able to blow a raspberry into the mirror, which he also takes selfies for funny images. The player can also turn Sam around in the mirror to check out what his hair looks like. The player can use the toilet in Sam's room, although any adult-only imagery is hidden behind an ad for Ride with Norman Reedus, an AMC travel show starring Reedus himself. <laughs> I mean, prop. Yeah. That, that's a good... Yeah. <laughs> Sam's room is at least one location you can customize a multitude of features, including Sam's look. The demo first starts with Sam's weapon loadout, but quickly moves to his backpack. The backpack appears to work much like the Resident Evil grid system, where you're meant to account for the physical space that each item takes up. Place takes up playing a careful game of Tetris with differently shaped items. Sam attaches a couple of brown compartments, an envelope, and some sort of energy pack. Kojima then moves us onto Sam's wardrobe. We get a good look at the goggles and sunglasses that Sam can wear, both of which have their own color, cha- can have their color change. Kojima ends up a white and brown gold mix for Sam's glasses and makes Sam's hat bright red. Sam's wardrobe isn't the only thing you can color. Sam will also be able to customize the color of the walls in his room with a fairly large selection of colors, just like in Metal Gear Solid 5. Kojima's favorite music will also be play, play a role in setting the mood. Kojima showed off a music playlist that Sam can turn up turn on in his room including artists like low raw silent poets and jen hoshino sam can also sam can also blitz through a six pack of beers he's got sitting on the table it wasn't confirmed but it appears that monster energy may be also something sam can drink demo closes with a brief bit of footage of sam traversing death stranding's overworld and finally relaxing at a hot spring with bb um other thing of note there that I forgot to mention from the original demo is the whole Monster Energy drink thing. There's a section <laughs> yeah. in the original demo where they explain how uh, rivers and these sorts of things work. And then, uh, like, they'll, if there's no symbol in, in water, it means that you, you're safe to walk through it. Orange is like, it'll use up some of your stamina as you're walking through it. And then a red section in a river means that you will get uh, washed away and you'll uh, lose some of what you're carrying and you'll have to, like, kind of collect it. But as they do this part in the demo and Sam steps into the raid section. He gets washed down the river. Uh, one of his sections falls off, but also he has a magic flask in his body on his body at the time, which as he's washed through the river fills up. And then when he gets out of the water, he drinks it because the magic flask has turned the river water into monster energy drink, which Sam then drinks the monster energy drink to refill his stamina. Don't you know that's how they make Monster Energy Drink? From Magical Rivers, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the more we talk about this game, the more you are right when you said Hideo Kojima is just putting everything he likes into this game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> putting Monster Energy Drink, putting ads for Ride, Ride, whatever the show with Norman Reedus is. He's putting in beers. He's putting. It, he's got these segments where they play different songs when you're walking yep. towards towns and stuff. He's just putting everything he likes into the game. Literally, it's crazy. You can be like, but he's never tweeted about Monster Energy Drink Talent. Yes, he has. Go scroll through his Twitter account, and a couple months ago, or a month or two ago, he literally just tweeted out a picture of like him. Or it was a month ago when he was like, come back from wherever Gamescom, and he was like, I hard back at work, and it was a picture of a fucking six pack of Monster Energy Drink. They're all clues. <laughs> It's all clues. Everything is clues. It's all connected. You just have to go, like, every single person who's been in, in his Twitter feed for the last, every oh, photo, they're in the game. 100%. Keanu Reeves is in this game. Yeah. I, when that happened- Every single mo- movie poster thing, yep, in the in game. In the game. Literally all of them. Any food or drink he's had on his Twitter feed, in the game. In the game. <laughs> Any picture he's taken of his MP3 player with songs playing on it? In the game. I mean, we said it like day dot when it was first announced that everything was part of the game from here on out. And we're right. It's true. What the Death Stranding is. Kojima's mind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's uh, Death Stranding TGS. Do you have any thoughts? it's, It's hard to talk about, hard to... Discuss, oh, cover, man. it's very, it's a, it's, a, it's a lot. I just wanted to come out so we can just see what it actually well, is. Well, how about this? After this... Do you, it is an interesting question. Do you think it's going to play better day one? Or do you think it's going to be better like a month down the line with this passive multiplayer element to it? Uh, is it going to be easier to play like in a month because everybody's drop shit? Yes. I think they're, can, they're different experiences and there's benefits to playing day one. What? Well, if you play day one, you're getting a different experience to playing. Uh, yeah, uh, because you'd be getting more likes and shit for the stuff that you drop, yeah, probably. Probably, yes. Whereas if you play it like a month away, yeah. then you're probably not now, getting all, as many. all of this stuff, too, this whole like system and the multiplayer thing and whatever else, he, he made sure to, clar- to, to be like, I do have like a really good, uh, you know, single player story here that has. I, th- I can't remember the direct quote from the last day, but during that that last interview thing, he was going on about how he reckons the ending of the game is like amazing and like it's going to be a really emotional journey for players and all this sorts of stuff. But of course, what we kind of they showed off at TGS as much as you could be like they showed a lot. It's it's Kojima and uh, what we're seeing here is we we saw nothing really. We we saw nothing that was story based or anything like that. You know, a lot of what was just shown was obviously your basic gameplay sort of stuff stuff but nothing that was story related or mind-blowing the most story related thing they released was that trailer which shows what is presumably the opening of the game anyway so not the end of the world which he was also warning people not to watch if they're afraid of spoilers fuck's afraid of spoilers in this goddamn fucking game no one understands the game i think he's just being polite you know? I'm really afraid of spoilers for a game I don't understand. Said nobody ever. I'm probably this. This people <laughs> said. Well, yeah. So after on so watching the the briefing trailer, watching the the TGS gameplay, um, I I think I think that I have a much better understanding of the uh, the overall basis story, and then also what my kind of moment to moment, uh, 
uh, gameplay is going to look like. And I can say that with all of this, I'm more interested now than I was previously because the game actually looks like it could potentially be a rather just somewhat chill, open world, going around, exploring thing, which kind of intrigues me. Uh, how do, does it interest you less or more with all of this though? I think more. I'm really excited to play this futuristic FedEx game. Yeah. I mean, it fucking <laughs> is. Everyone made jokes like, oh, it it's is. the mailman game. It is. Kind of, yeah. It is literally <laughs> the mailman game. I mean, it's it's like a cross between a walking simulator and like a dating sim, I guess. You keep giving gifts to people <laughs> until they like you. <laughs> and then every, the world opens up. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's creating a new genre. He's just mashing every single genre into one thing yeah, i don't know why it kept being like oh it's a, a new genre it's called st- strand game fucking just call it the deliver i've created the first mail delivery game kojima that's all you had to say i've created the fir- world's first high intense mail delivery sim or just delivery game. delivery just game deliver stuff to other players yeah you deliver stuff to ai yeah. get your strand just delivering stuff get your strand system shit out of here well, everyone would understand <laughs> everyone would understand it a lot easier if you just got fedex to sponsor this shit I mean, he hasn't shown it yet. Doesn't mean it's not in the game. It's very true. Has has he posted about FedEx in the last twelve months? Someone go scan the or Twitter. two years. <laughs> yeah, someone go scan the Twitter feed. All right. <laughs> hey, buddy! This is your ETC for episode. 128 in case you didn't know borderlands 3 is out this week of course or last week actually um and the trophies are very straightforward i haven't been playing the game not playing the game unfortunately so i can't really give you too many tips but what i can say is that i've looked at the trophy list i've looked at the fact that i got the platinum for the first game and i can tell you that this game looks as easy if not easier potentially than the other borderlands game uh so if you have a borderlands plat then this platinum looks like it'll be just about as easy as every other Borderlands Platinum. Uh, Groundhog Day Like Fathers Like Son is out today of release, uh, the PSVR game, and somebody on PSN Profiles already has the Platinum, so let's assume that the Platinum for this game is not going to be very hard. The trophies are all very specific events, though, so it's hard to tell how much of this will be uh, missable, if at all missable, because they're all very specific events, and although some trophies say, this character does this thing, and then this character does the opposite of said thing, the game is literally about Groundhog Day, which means that potentially those trophies will just come from playing the game anyway because you're literally going to be repeating things um i do wonder though if the uh game has any sort of chapter select and these sorts of things uh they'll make it a lot easier if you do miss some things that will be handy go back through trophy guide once the game's out of course be able to find the things you've missed uh, if not i presume that this this game isn't very long so even if you do miss some things and need to go play it again i would say that's still probably going to be a very easy platinum and again once i said someone's already got the platinum pre-release so Let's just assume it's probably very easy. Nino Kuni Wrath of the White, which remastered, has the exact same trophy list that it had in the original version. A little bit annoying here because I would have preferred some sort of change, some sort of update. I do prefer when these re-releases, remakes, re-thingin'a-de-jigs um, have something new to them to at least get those people who platinum the first one, who played the first game, some something new to look at, something new to do here. Um, but th- this is what we're dealing with. The plat can be a massive grind. Um, and 
as a JRPG, of course, it's going to be quite time consuming. But the handy thing is if you're diving into this day one and you want your tips, you want your guides, it's the exact same list. So just look to, look up a trophy guide for the PS3 version of the game. Mega Aquarium is apparently coming to PS4. The trophy list for this went up. I had no idea this was coming to consoles, uh, but I did review this on PC uh, when it originally released and it is a very straight forward platinum here so it's basically just complete all objectives in all 10 levels in the game and with guides available for the pc version of the game it means that you're just going to be able to go in and breeze through these levels following guides to do what you need to do to succeed for all of the objectives i don't think it's particularly hard if you've played any sort of uh uh, management sim game tycoon game type thing before because this is what this is it's a aquarium sim game um, i do wonder how well the controls will work on a ps4 version for this type of game though but either way uh, the platinum would be fairly easy and then the last one for this week is castle crashes has uh put its platinum up castle crashes is coming over the ps4 and different versions as well and this time it has a platinum the original release of this on ps3 did not have a platinum and the original release also had a trophy related to beating the game on insane difficulty this version of the trophy list does not have that so that means that this new list is better and easier because it's got a platinum now um, the game is super fun absolutely love it uh, if you never played it back in the day, I would highly suggest checking it out. It is more fun with friends and will also make the trophies a lot easier. But with that said, the Platinum isn't super hard. It's just probably going to be a little bit of a grind, a little bit of time consuming if you're doing it by yourself. Probably a lot easier with a guide to tell you what things to tackle first, where things you should be doing. But you're probably going to play through the game a couple times over before you Platinum it either way. But the game's super fun. And as I said, if you have friends, you won't mind doing that anyway. Uh, thank you for joining us this week on Platinum Explosion. You can follow me on Twitter at VivaLadil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. You can follow Ash on Twitter, Ashley Holby, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. You can follow this show on Twitter at Plat Podcast. You can help out the show by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or simply tweet at any of the above accounts and let us know how much you liked the show. Join our disc Discord ask us questions, trophy tips, anything else, explosionnetwork.com slash Discord. And this is, of course, a product of the Explosion Network, which you can find many more shows, articles, news, reviews at explosionnetwork.com and follow Explosion Network on Twitter at explosionpod. And until next week, remember that every trophy counts. Mm -hmm.